Blog Talk Radio. everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Winchester Radio. We're going to be talking about The Purge tonight, Supernatural Episode 912. Not the movie, The Purge. <laughs> the Supernatural Episode written by Eric Charmello and Nicole Snyder. Uh, Purge is going to refer to a lot of things tonight. The actual monster of the week the last five minutes of the episode, conversation between Sam and Dean, and pretty much what every Supernatural fan watching did after this episode was they felt the need to purge all their feelings and, and all their emotions and everything everywhere. <laughs> so there is a whole lot to discuss. Um, thank you for listening to us. We are on blogtalkradio.com forward slash media boulevard. You can go to our website, winchesterbros.com. There's always a link on the right side of the page, and now we also have a full page with links to all our podcasts from before. If you'd like to go back and listen to uh, earlier editions of both episodes and interviews, uh, you can subscribe and download us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at Winchester Bros. You can like us on Facebook at uh, Winchester Bros. as well, and uh, you can always find Supernatural News, not just about the podcast, but everything to do with the show, cast, crew, um, fan events, conventions, you name it, we try to keep up. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, I'm Susan, here with Becky and Vinny, and let's just get started. This is this is another one of those episodes. I, so I swear, like, Supernatural for the last two weeks was really about ten minutes long. Five minutes last week, five minutes this week between Sam and Dean. Well, they were both attached in, well, last week's episode, no. There was there were issues with that episode. But this one, I thought the episode was good. The Monster of the yes. Week was pretty good. I, I thought I, the episode was pretty strong, strong actually. I agree. Yeah. I, I definitely thought it was a way better episode. Yes. Um, and I felt it felt a lot. It felt reminiscent of the old times. You know, we had a strong monster of the week. We had good brother banter, which I think is so strange. Like I felt like the brother banter was so good for a time when they're not technically brothers, as far as they're concerned. Really mm-hmm. weird. Um, I love mm. the, the dark the dark fight scene at the end. Like, are you kidding me? I, I've been missing the darkness so much. So 98% of the episode was a win for me. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, let's get it out of the way. Sam in a tank top. Let's get it out of the way. Okay. So what was the question? I'm sorry, I was tweeting. <laughs> I, just said, I said, let's get out of the way. Let's talk about Sam in a tank top. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And, and even I thought I, I, I thought he looked the best when he was wearing the black yoga outfit, the jacket oh, and the pants. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, so pretty. So pretty. And his hair, of course, we have to have the hair moment. His hair was fantastic. Oh, so good. <laughs> like, I'm so jealous of his hair. It's not even funny. 
he was just beautiful all the way around. Yes, very, very. He looked. This is a. They need to put Sam in solid colors more often. That's my decision. <laughs> agreed. I agree. I also think they should do that with Dean more often as well. I mean, we get the Henley, but I want him in dark solid colors because that that uh, that layered combo. It was still layers, but it was it was working for me. Yeah, I uh, I thought it showed off uh, Dean's arms and shoulders really well. It was kind of a Henley yeah. under, the, under the Canyon Valley uh, work shirt, and he looked, looked great. And, of course, you know, no one can rock a hairnet like Jensen. <laughs> so, you know, but he's got to wear it. Yeah, um, I, I, um, I still forgot one little piece of business. Um, we don't have a guest tonight, so we will take uh, Colin's uh, comments and questions on tonight's episode. We're probably going to talk a little bit, so if you call in, hang, hang in there. We'll get you as soon as, you, as we can. Uh, the number is 347-205-9801. Okay. Back to Sam and his tank top and shorts. <laughs> I, he, I think I think uh, got very nice legs. I think Jared commented once he wasn't big on his legs, but I think they look just fine. I thought there's there's when they did the People's Choice video a couple of years ago where they both were in their boxers. Mm-hmm. I thought they both mm-hmm. had great legs, but you yeah. know, not that I really want to see Sandina's shorts too often. Cause that's weird. You're hunters. Put some pants on. <laughs> but um, I mean, if and you want to have if you want to have a, a, a yoga pants uh training marathon in the bunker gym, because you have a bunker gym, I'm sure. I support that. Mm. <laughs> yes, I agree. And I like the black tracksuit very much. It made Jared look about eight feet tall, you know, the black, my, um, the black um, all one color made him look very tall and lean and, yes, it's his long hair is beautiful. I'm glad they're keeping it, and I'm also very glad to see the uh, the ginger breakup scruff on Dean. I, I like that very much. Maybe maybe he'll keep it. I really like it. Facial hair, good. Yes, I agree. I I don't want Dean to ever shave the beard of emotional <laughs> trauma, but yes. I. This looks really, really good. But I think if he does shave it, then that means he's in a better place mentally. So I guess that would be okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hmm, do I want him happy? Do I want the beard? I just don't know. So I liked, I I really liked the whole episode. I... It, it, it called back to the earlier Monster of the Weeks. You know, it was more in, in that style. Um, I liked the um, brother banter that was in there. I mm-hmm. thought there were really good funny moments, some good scary moments, some good creepy moments. I just thought it was great all the way around. I agree. Oh. Yeah. I, um... Like I said, I give it. I, I give it a ninety-eight. Mm. 
I think go, that's a very valid score. I find some of the themes that the the uh, writers are playing with right now really contradictory, and I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but um, I guess we'll see. It'll have to play out. Um, I'm sure the people who are tweeting us right now aren't actually listening to the podcast. If I comment here, it probably won't matter. But there are several people who don't even follow us who are tweeting us, requesting us right now to have a um, profound bond um, supernatural marathon. Um, Just so you know, we've already got the marathon theme set for the next one. It is Strong Women. We're celebrating the women of Supernatural. And we have the theme for the ne- the one after that one planned out. So, you know, if you are if you're, are actually listening, but I don't think you are because these people don't even follow us, but just in case. Um, yeah, we already okay. have, yeah, we have so. this theme, the next theme, and tentatively the, the one theme. after that. So, so this is going to be Strong Women. Next one will be Family Don't End With, uh, don't End with Blood. And after that, we'll probably do something like badass angels kind of thing. Oh, we're trying yeah. to do. We're trying to include as much as we can. Um, it's really difficult for not only us, but as well as everybody participating, to sit there straight for six to nine hours and do nothing else but watch Supernatural and tweet about it at the same time. So. It's, it's difficult. Uh, it's also difficult. We can't do every episode because we just kind of have to narrow it down amongst ourselves and, you know, we kind of do ask outside people as well, like, an opinion at times. Um, but it, it's hard for us, guys. So if you are listening or you're, you, you know somebody who has these concerns, we hear you, we know, but it's just, we have to try to do what we can. Also, um, also, if there's a particular female character you're not familiar with and it's discouraging you from watching uh, please, uh, this man participating in this marathon, please don't let it because this would be a perfect opportunity to to watch the episode and keep an eye on the tweets and see what other people find so uh, interesting about this particular female character will be somebody new. Supernatural has been on a long time. Uh, the early episodes have been shown many times. It's always nice to find something new about Supernatural, particularly during the hiatus. So please don't let it discourage you from participating if you don't recognize uh, some of the female characters. Um, you might you might but find somebody new. Yeah, there was somebody who tweeted to us that said she didn't recognize most of the characters. I'm like, I actually, mm. and I'm not, I'm not trying to insult the person or anything because you know I'm not trying to be rude. But I was like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, we did try to also pick. We did try to also pick characters that weren't obscure. Um, I mean, we got a lot of a lot of mm. Sheriff Jody. We have Sheriff Jody Mills. We have Meg. Uh, both versions. We have uh, Ruby, both versions. We have Anna, the angel. We have Ellen. We have Joe. We have um, Lenore, the vampire. I mean, there. I I would think, you know, if you've watched Supernatural, you know who mm-hmm. these characters are. So. And I will also say, you know, for people who are upset with our choices, we didn't just say this is our favorite episode, put it in. 
a lot more than that goes into why we pick certain episodes for things like this or will in the future. Um, we try to pick episodes where it's not just a female character we loved, but there was something strong about her, no matter what side of the, of the, of the fence she's playing on. So that's why we have humans, we have demons. Uh, and there were know. so many that we, we wanted to include, but we just didn't have the time. I mean, the list started out huge, and we had yeah, to our initial list. Yeah, our initial list was 36 episodes. And I mean, I'm sorry, but we can't sit here for 36 hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> My gosh. Um, yeah, I... I, I kind of notice that, which is kind of why I brought up. So if you're not familiar with all the characters. Right, right. But I do want to say, you know, I kind of want to say we really do appreciate all of our followers so much. Like, you guys don't even know how much it means to us. And when, when people come in and are mean to us sometimes, we are just people. We are just fangirls, and it, it it does hurt our feelings. So try to be mm. careful with us the way you would want us to be careful with you, because we're just... we always we always try to. I mean, we're we're we always try to be very respectful, and, and with everybody in real life and online. And then when people mm-hmm. are rude with us, it it really hurts. So you know, just. It does. So, so, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like when personal people, with you guys for a minute, but um, yeah. Well, when it's like it's like when fans get a little too over the line with supernatural writers or actors and in talking about episodes or trying to maybe push some kind of agenda. You know, you have to remember that writer is a real human being with you know feelings and emotions, and he's and they're not and they're doing the best they can with what. They have like a budget and time constraints to work with, and they're doing their best. And and you know we're we're kind of the same way. We're doing the best we can. And and you know this is a labor of love. You know we we do this for the love of the show. Um, no no money <laughs> no money changes hands. And <laughs> we love doing this. So yeah. And um, just but just because their name is Winchester Bros doesn't mean we don't also love Castiel. We are all. Huge Castiel fans. Our is very, very old. <laughs> yeah, our website was started before you know before the pilot even. There was aired, no cast so when it started. There wasn't a cast. Yeah. yeah, sorry guys, we're kind of we're, we're we've been here. We've, our site's been up for a really long time, and before cast or any of the angels was ever a glimmer in anybody's eyes, or before Ruby was a glimmer in anybody's eyes. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Before I mean, we'd only seen John for three minutes before. The, before yep. <laughs> so there was really, there was know. barely two guys in a car when we started. You know, <laughs> so like I don't think people even knew what was a what year the Impala was, and I'm not sure they knew it was an Impala when our website started. So. So, yeah, just because our name is Winchester Bros doesn't mean we are Nisha or Castiel haters. We have participated in Gish West. Nisha has been on our podcast. Uh, Vinny and I mm-hmm. uh, participated in the Vancouver Gish West event. I mean, we are huge Nisha Castiel fans. We we were actually, mm-hmm. here's the 
presence in the Vegas Con last year for his autograph session. We were the ones who sat with him at his table and counted the autograph tickets for him. You know, we love Misha. So, you know, just because his name's not in our name doesn't mean we don't love him. Are we here? Hello? Hello? Susan? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you guys both. I can hear everybody. Is it Susan that we've lost? Hello? No, she's Susan. right there. I don't think she can hear us. Uh, let me text her really quick. Sorry, guys. We're having some technical problems. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. Sorry, guys. Okay, so now that we've told what we that we are all Misha fans, Vinny, you're still there, right? Can anyone yeah. hear me? Susan. Susan can't hear us. Oh, we've lost her. Um, guys, if you're listening to our podcast, please tweet us and let us know that you can hear us just so we can know that everything's fine. We lost our host, so. Please tweet us and let us know that you can hear us. Hello? Okay, yes. Everybody just disappeared. We could hear 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 you. You couldn't hear us, but we could hear you. Nope, it, you, I couldn't hear a thing. No, no, it was it was freaking me out. <laughs> and then it disconnected. Okay, so now we're now we're back on set. So let's go back to talking about the episode. Yeah. No, okay. I'm so bummed out. <laughs> What's that? You're bummed out. My conversation was a bummer. <laughs> um, and I I have to say I am I'm sorry but I got cut off. I just have to say, I, too, am a Tassiel and Misha fan. I participated in Gishwa's. Um, my, my license tag for the, for the state where I live is a specialty place that says Tassiel. Would I actually I pay for that every and, year if I did not like the character and the actor? <laughs> anyway. And I will also say that almost all my passwords, I mean, please don't try to hack my, my accounts, but almost all my passwords actually have nothing to do with Carmen D and only have to do with Cassio. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so. you know, I, I understand that if you don't follow us, you don't know. But, you know, like we've said prior, Misha's the only one we've ever had of the, of the, of the three of them that's ever done our podcast. So we wouldn't have asked him if we didn't like him. And we do like him a lot. And he, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Back to the episode. There were so many good brother moments besides the horrible, heartbreaking brother moments. Um, But I I loved when um, Sweet Potatoes. I think that may be my. I, 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 <laughs> I think there were a lot of really good quotes in this episode. Like, Free Potatoes was great. 
And I, I said in my recap, I was like, sweet potatoes is a new Poughkeepsie. Like, nobody can, no more Poughkeepsie, sweet potatoes only. <laughs> and I like, um, I mean, everybody loves peach taco, fish taco. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. That was great. Um, I liked you're not the short, only one who short. dated somebody bendy. Yes. That was good. Yes, <laughs> yes. Sam getting a little, uh, you know, a little mm-hmm. there. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, it's kind okay. of funny for for people who saying they they're they they're not being brothers. They really worked together really well. Um, you know, I don't know though. Was it was it brotherly interaction or was it just two people who've worked together for a really long time and just know I each other? I would say that. I would say that except I feel I honestly feel like the banter between them was far more brotherly than it had been for years. We hadn't had them really teasing each other, and yes, they're teasing each other with the whole like I, it's it's being being catty by saying I'm just being honest, but it was also teasing his brother. And we had you know, like I said, nice shorts, nice hairnet. Um, uh, trying to think, just the, the overall vibe between them. And usually, when they go undercover, they don't go undercover as brothers, but they did. And I don't know if right. they pointed, but they don't. You know, they never show up as like we're federal agent brothers. So clearly, it's not like you have to say, well, you know, they kind of resemble each other if you squint. Therefore, they have to make sure they say they're brothers. And I have to give a huge shout out to the actress who played the sheriff. I loved her. She she was great. And she also said she was six months pregnant during the filming. What? Really? Wow. She said she was six months pregnant. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> Let me, uh, we're following her on Twitter. Let me get her up so everybody can follow. Her name is Brianna Buckmaster, and you can follow her on Twitter at city underscore Cinderella. So, yeah, she was, she was great. And you know what I loved about I was so worried that there would be fat jokes in this episode, really, really worried about it. Mm-hmm. And there, there, they weren't, really. And Dean was actually kind of flirty, you know. And, and so, and, mm-hmm. he, and, and the way he was, he was very nice and respectful towards the sheriff and told her that her ex-husband, she deserved better than her ex-husband. He was a dick. And I just, I, I really enjoyed it all. I thought it, they really did really well with that. Yeah, I liked that he gave us, you know, yet yet another little bit of evidence that Dean is pretty open-minded about things and people and is not does not seem to have a set set of female characteristics that, you know, he doesn't have to have, you know, perfect size double zero petite in a woman. Obviously, um talking about enjoying a little more cushion in in this uh, in this episode, and then of course there's the infamous pink panties comment, and and then everything else. So it was it's kind of it's kind of nice to see that Dean doesn't doesn't seem to have doesn't have that many limitations as far as physical appearance of a date, which I thought was pretty cool. I, and it's consistent. It's very consistent with his character um, over the seasons. I like that. Yeah. 
Okay, just a moment. I got it. Okay, let them know that if they followed us, maybe they would see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, no, I got it. I got it. Responding to tweets. Sorry. Uh, we um, and I have uh, another thing. Where can I find a fish taco to, to <laughs> for my weight loss program? I'm ready Thank to sign you. up because I was like, wait, can this be real? Because I here's my oh, let's talk about this. Okay. One of the two percent things that I have an issue with in the in the with the episode is, and I don't know if this is again on purpose because maybe it's a Margaret Kane thing and we don't know yet, but they have been letting monsters go since season two, possibly season no no at least season two. I have to go back and rewatch season one. I get that. Well, no, forget that I'm being all over the place. Anyway, we've been letting monsters go for a long time. Is my point. Why was there a concern about Marissa? Like, why was Dean just like, nope, got to kill her? And why did she have to go back to Peru? She was doing fine. Why did she have to go back to Peru? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But seriously, I, I saw nothing wrong with the way she and her husband had that set up. I mean, sure, the people mm-hmm. didn't know they were being getting their fat sucked by a demon. But, I mean, they were... Like the sheriff said, she lost 10 pounds and she didn't give a flying fudge how it happened. So, you know, apparently they were fine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I, thought it, I thought it was a really great setup, and I'm ready to sign up for Canyon Valley tomorrow. So, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. And I thought it was kind of, kind of fun that they integrated the cupping procedure. Oh that's, that's a real thing. And it was like the perfect way to maybe make their own their own suction mark work and blend in, and nobody suspected. I had heard of cubbing before, but I never actually saw it. <gasps> that was just so gross! Oh my god! I've heard of it before. I had heard of it before, but I'd always seen the pictures of Jennifer Aniston's back, and it just looked like there was like shading. So I Google image it, and I was like, oh wow. I am such a Westerner, like Western part of the world <laughs> kind of person. Because I was like, nope, uh, uh-uh. uh. And I was telling my friend Sue, I was telling my friend Sue, like, you know, being a Western, I'm like, if I have pain, give me a painkiller. If I want to lose weight, give me a Fedrin. Don't bruise my body. Like, I don't want cupping. No cupping. <laughs> and, so, and it just sounds dirty, like cupping. I feel like it's, a, it's still very jock strappy. No, thank you. <laughs> the, the first um, time I heard of it, I thought it was something naughty. <laughs> The swelling that was coming up in those glasses, I mean, the skin swelling up like that was just, oh, my God, just so gross. I know. Oh, and speaking of gross, the the whatever it was, tongue, tentacles, I I have no idea. Whatever, it was disgusting. I think 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 the, the scientific term for it is sucker thingy. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you know, again, I feel like we say this. I feel like we say this every every episode, uh, no matter how we feel about the episode. We I feel like we always say this. Um, VFX team, again, mm. knocked it out of the park because that her, when she first peach tacoed out, mm-hmm. I was a little freaked. I was a little freaked. Yeah, and um, I don't freak easy. <laughs> It was freak, freaky and creepy. 
and it was it was freaking me out when um Alonzo was going after Sam in the big fight at the yes. end. It was like Yeah. Mm. Oh, and, and thank you, dear powers to be. Sam was not uncon not not unconscious <laughs> this week. They went back to the old fashioned choking. I was like, Woo yes. <laughs> Like, hey, vintage, vintage supernatural. <laughs> Sam's getting choked. It's sort of clocked on the head. Nice. I was like, very, oh, very thank nice. you. <laughs> yep. And I like the little flashlight foo, some very nice lighting. That was very cool going on. But seriously, when that happened, when Sam was thr- was um, thrown to the wall, and I was like, oh, he's going to be knocked unconscious. <gasps> no, he's being choked. I actually fist pumped. I was like, yes. <laughs> no, we got, we got semi-unconscious semi being first. Oh, going back to uh, things that I thought were really, really good lines in this episode, the, these are roofies. How do you know what roofies look like? How do you not? I love that. Because at first, when you first hear Dean say it, and he's so certain, you're kind of like, ew, creeper. And then when he explains why he knows, I'm like, yes, good boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was was very cool. Um, The the hot dog eating contest and the winner, and then they go over to – check out the, the guy who came in second. He was really thin to do a hot dog eating contest. But, uh, um, no, but that, you know, um, I know. I, I, isn't there like some yeah. little tiny woman who wins all those contests? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah word, it's amazing. She's super little. I, yeah. I, but, most, of, most of the eating contests that I've seen, uh, not that I watch a lot, but I've seen them every now and then on TV, it seems like they're they're smaller people. They're not bigger guys yeah. like the Wayne McNutt guy. Mm. But he was he was kind of interesting. It's sort of unlikable. I actually, and no wonder his girlfriend was not that I condone having an affair, but I mean, sort of like you know he wasn't like the nicest person. So you sort of don't blame her. Maybe thinking about breaking up with him or getting actually getting a divorce. But uh, um, I thought it was cool. She was a gypsy, Aram. And and their version of a hex bag, and she went right over to Dean and Sam, and and uh, she just looked kind of like Princess Jasmine. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just like that whole interaction and and everything. That whole scene. It was just a little bit different, interesting I, characters for for them. I have to give a shout out to the, um, I don't know if it would be the costumers or maybe the set decorations, I don't know, but whoever um, thought of including the photos of her in her wedding dress, because I've watched yeah. some of the um, gypsy reality shows, I didn't, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know much about the gypsy culture until I watched some of the shows, which the reality shows, so I'm sure there's a lot of it wrong, but their wedding dresses are very not um, extravagant and bright colors and, mm. you know, not what we're used to with the white and princessy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I love that her dress is that ginormous fuchsia um, cupcake-looking. You know, I thought that was a really, really great detail, putting that in there, showing mm-hmm. her heritage. Yes, 
I, I noticed that picture, and I've, I've only seen the commercials for my big fat gypsy wedding, and I remember just being in awe of the wedding dress, and they weigh like, don't they weigh like 100 pounds? Yes. And yeah. the train's yeah. like, like, you know, 40 feet long, and they're very bright, like pink and yellow, and, and they, yeah, it was very, very but, good eye for detail, they, as usual. It, it was really, really good. Now, are we going to discuss the big moment that broke mm. fandom? I know. There's kind of an elephant in the podcast. <laughs> we have, we've been talking Could about you tell? <laughs> Could you tell? <laughs> um, when, I, when I rewatched yes. it again today, I I didn't notice. I noticed a lot of – the first time I watched it, I noticed a lot of passive aggressiveness with Dean in the first scene, especially when he tells Sam – don't flatter yourself. I don't break that easy. And but then when I rewatched it, I noticed Sam was pretty passive aggressive himself in that scene. It wasn't even just passive aggressive. It was almost like uh, it's almost like when you are mad at somebody and you or not even just mad like when you're irritated with somebody and you want them to you how do I phrase this. You want to know they care enough to be hurt by the fact that you're not, that you're upset with them. Mm-hmm. Like it's not mm-hmm. just that you're upset with them. You want to know that they're feeling that, that disconnect or that pain. And that's how it felt mm-hmm. to me. And it was, as, as a card-carrying, die-hard Sam girl, I was really disappointed in Sam being characterized in that way. Because if you do that to somebody, you don't have the right to act upset when they're not upset. Mm-hmm. And you also don't really have the right when you tell somebody basically like we're done as family, you give up the right to act overly concerned in that way. Like, mm-hmm. like okay, what if Dean? What if Dean would have said, "Yes, it's because of what you said. I'm having trouble sleeping. I'm not handling this well." What was Sam gonna say? Oh well, too bad. And yeah. I feel like he may have. I feel like he really would have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like the way they're writing him right now, yeah. he would have said, oh, well, sorry. So then what's the story? Yeah, he's mad. Dean. Yeah, what's the he's point? He's mad and he's hurt Dean? and he wants to hurt Dean back. And, yeah. And, and, and everything. So, and also, it's it's not so much what Sam said. For me, it was how he said it. Yeah, it was so callous. It, was, it wasn't even like it was callous. His delivery was very flat and, and it was harsh very relaxing. Are you it sounded like are you upset because I drank the last of the milk? Is that what's bothering you? It was the same kind of oh, oh. yeah. And but now I'm gonna now the last scene after I read your recap, Vinny, and I have to say I differently about it than you did. Because you're wrong. It's fine. <laughs> I yeah I didn't I I agreed with Sam the way he said it was wrong but I agreed with what he said because he 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 was specifically talking about I felt because he said under this he said in the same circumstances Sam specifically said in the same circumstances he would not do that I it's a lie had, it's a lie but I thought he no it's not. I thought that he was alive in faith. In faith. No. He I'm not tell, talking he about that. I'm, no. I'm, he let, let, me finish, let me finish. Let me finish. He was talking specifically about if Dean was laying in a hospital bed um, and had 
decided he was fine and ready to die if it was in and the only way to save him was to let an angel possess him and take away all of his free will, he would not do that. And okay, I, I have and, two issues with that though. I have two issues with that. One, I didn't read it as the exact same circumstance, like like step for step. I didn't read it that way. I read it I understood it as if you were on the brink of death and there was something extreme I had to do to keep you, I wouldn't keep you anymore. Number one. That's, Number two. That's he, he said same, in the same circumstances, so I took it to mean To me, that's, hyper, that's hyperbole, though. That's hyperbole. But also, um, what was the second thing you said? That was all. <laughs> no. What was my other issue? I had another issue. Um, so I, I, I took it that they were being very specific to have Sam say in the same circumstances. Oh, so I yes. took it as it look. being specifically towards the whole Gadriel thing because um, I was also thinking, you know, you know, Sam, yes, you have every right to be upset over, over that part of it. But when, when you were back in the church in sacrifice in the last season finale, that was, Dean and Dean only, and yes, he was trying to to talk you into choosing life and choosing him and choosing fame. But you had the choice. You had the choice, and you chose Dean. You were you were that was free. what I was going to say. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. Like Becky and, said, and, and there was nothing economy. in there. So you can't get mad about that, Sam. You can. No, oh, it I, and I'm entirely correct. No, not only that. Like Sam actually can't. Sam Dean didn't take away Sam's autonomy. Because both times Sam made a choice based on what Dean was telling him. Yes. Not when, no, not when and, he and in his head, when he was talking, he was talking to, for all intents and purposes, he knew as Dean. So he and did he made a choice did to choose Dean. Dean. Now, the circumstances surrounding how that situation, yes, he can, he can be upset and, and angry uh, about that with Dean. But, but at that time, in that moment, he was saying yes to Dean again. So I think uh, Sam needs to remember that. <laughs> I, I agree on the whole church thing. He has no right to bitch about that. I completely agree because he made the decision at that time. And that's why when, in last week's episode when they had him saying, saying, changing that whole scene around, I was pissed off because it's like, no, that's not what happened. So mm-hmm. I, he has he has no right to say anything to Dean about the church scene because he was he agreed with Dean. But the whole thing with Gadriel, I feel he does have a right because no. he, when, he has a right. He doesn't have a right to to throw his own decision. The problem right now with Sam is he wants Dean to treat him like an adult, but he doesn't want to take responsibility for his adult decisions. Like, but, yes, what, Dean manipulated him and Dean lied to him, but based on what the based on what was presented to Sam in Sam's own head, Sam made a choice. And at that time, he thought the choice was just to stay alive with his brother, and he made that choice. Exactly. He, he, was, he, was, not given, he was not given all of the information. If he was being told that that's not um, autonomy, oh, that's, really that's Dean, not autonomy. I'm not really Dean. I'm this psycho angel Gadriel who let um, Satan into the Garden of Eden. So can I please possess you? He didn't have that information. 
Well, Dean didn't have the information about what angel was taking over Sam. He thought it was somebody benevolent and helpful and was just trying to be sort of mutually beneficial, both sort of healing. So, so. Which again, I think still proves, goes with what I'm saying. Dean went along with something without knowing all of the information. Yeah, like he, and Dean admitted that. He said, I may not think things through. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying when someone said, like, for Dean to, for Sam to say, or to Sam, for Sam to act like he, his autonomy was taken, he's wrong. He has to take responsibility for that. He has to take responsibility for the fact that, yes, he may have been ready to die, but with Dean telling him what he perceived as Dean telling him, there, it, there ain't no me if there's no you. So that's basically Dean telling Sam, don't leave me. And Sam made mm-hmm. the choice not leave what he perceived as Dean. I have a he has to own that. Again. He has to own that. I'm I haven't watched that scene again. I haven't watched that scene again in a while, so I don't remember the exact words. But I'm pretty sure the fake Dean told him that he had another plan, and to not and to let and to trust him. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Did not know if he, and I, it, and of course Sam had no idea that Dean that Dean's plan would be to let somebody possess him. Let me, I, uh, but that's my I, problem with it. I also my other problem with it is Sam's wrong about saying what's the good about Dean living. It is not the Ezekiel Gadriel issue that is causing the problems that they're having with the angels coming to earth. That would have still happened. Um, but closing the gates mm. of hell, closing the gates of hell does not get rid of werewolves, vampires, ghosts, fish tacos. Those still exist because those are not demons. Oh, I completely agree. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, you yep. know, and that was my problem with season eight in general, acting like closing the gates of hell was going to fix everything. Yes, it gets them revenge and it brings the family full circle because Mary was like their whole their issues within their family are demons. But as hunters, it does not even begin to remotely solve the problem because let's be honest, in the past what, five years, six years, demons are the least of their problems. Mm. And you know, if they close the gates of hell, there's a there's a back door in hell that goes into purgatory. <laughs> what they really exactly. need to do is close the gates of hell and purgatory and that secret back door that they traveled apparently to and, go through. And then fill it with cement. Yes. <laughs> and fill yes. the ground. Like supernatural cement that, that can't be blown up. Um, we have, we have okay. like, hold on, callers. I just reviewed the transcript. Hold on, before we do that. I just reviewed the transcript, and what Dean says is, Sam says, why are you here? I'm not fighting this anymore. Dean says, you have to fight this. I can fix this, okay, but not if you shut me out. Then to death, he says, it's not his time. Death says, that's for Sam to decide. Sam, listen to me. I made you a promise in that church. You and me, come whatever. Well, hell, this is, well, hell if this ain't whatever, but you've got to let me in, man. You've got to let me help. There ain't no me if there ain't no you. What do I do? Is that a yes? Yes. So let's be real. At that point, Dean's not actually lying to him. He's not telling him what, what's what, but Sam also doesn't ask for details. 
Sam has to own that decision. He has to own I, that decision. I think Sam still has a point. He, you know, how was he to think that Dean would go that far? So, uh, yeah. So I still, I'm still on Sam. I'm still on Team Sam with that one. I'm, <laughs> I no. And see, here's my problem with it. Sam has a right to be angry. They're just writing him angry about the wrong things. I agree. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with you. So I fully believe, and that's, and I'm going back to that. My pro, that's my problem because in this situation, Sam is, for all intents and purposes, the victim. But the way they're writing him, it makes you want to blame the victim because uh-huh. you kind of want to yes. shake him. And I, that's yeah, that's yeah. a problem. That's a problem because at Sam this point, your sympathy lot. should not. Yeah, your sympathy should yeah. either be split or solely with Sam. You really shouldn't feel that sympathetic towards Dean right now, and yet they're writing him as the more sympathetic character. This is I. This that's my whole problem with it right there. You got it. You nailed it. So, and that's my issue. Furthermore, again, my issue is, and and this again goes to what I feel personally. Although, you know, I maybe maybe they may prove me wrong. Maybe they're doing something which uh, I kind of want to talk about in a bit. But as it as stands right now, it really just feels like they don't know how to write Sam because going back to Faith, my issue with the thing with Faith is Dean, <laughs> Dean tells him, I'm, I'm ready, and Sam says, I'm not going to, I'm going to look it up exactly. Because when I read, I thought, maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. And when I went back to it, it is <coughs> scarily similar. Okay. Um, Dean tells him, it looks like you're going to leave town without me. What are you talking about? I'm not leaving you here. Hey, you better take care of the car or I swear I'll haunt your ass. I don't think that's funny. It's a little funny. Look, Sammy, what can I say, man? It's a dangerous gig. I do the short straw. That's it. End of story. Sam, don't talk like that, all right? We still have options. What options? Yeah, burial or cremation. I know it's not easy, but I'm going to die and you can't stop it. And Sam says, watch me. And that's the first time one of them does something sketchy to save the other one's life. And Dean is fighting him. He doesn't want to go to the healer. He doesn't even want to try that. And Dean is fighting him. So Sam established the pattern. He established it. And he has to take responsibility for that. Oh, I have to disagree. I don't care. You're wrong. It's fine. You can disagree all you want. <laughs> that was, You're incorrect. That was in season one. That was before so many exactly. things had happened. No, that's, and that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he established the pattern. But I, yeah, I, I don't think Dean was actually ready to die. I don't think he was at the same point. So as he Sam wasn't was. going to fight it. Because he was he not going to fight it. But I just, yeah, I don't think they're the same. They're very much the same. How are they different? How is it different? Explain to me how it's different. Okay, there's so many things. First of all, Dean wasn't um, dying for a long period of time like Sam was through um, the trials in season eight. This was just a sudden thing. But they didn't know Sam was dying. They didn't know Sam was dying until the end. Look how weak when they only tell him. Yeah, but. you have to go by canon. You have to go by canon. And until Naomi tells, until Naomi tells Dean, Dean's like, "Oh my God, that didn't even occur to me." But Sam I realized. I think he it. honestly, yeah. 
Sam now. We're talking about Dean. But I'm talking, no, I'm talk, I was talking about Dean and Faith versus Sam in season eight. Dean and Faith, he just, boom, just got the news that he was going to die. Whereas Sam had been dealing with it for a long time. And those are two differences. You asked me to pull, point out differences. And that, that's just one. And also, I, you know, I guarantee you that Dean would, did not want to die. Whereas Sam was ready, prepared to go, and okay, because, but you can't say you can't say that because there's, there's, those are two different statements. Saying that Dean doesn't want to die, but Sam is prepared to die. Those are two different statements. Sam was prepared to die, right? And so was Dean. Dean saying, "You know what? I drew the, the last, I drew the short straw. He's prepared for it. But he through, made his through peace his with actions, it. through his actions, though." He's not. His words seem, but through his actions, like he, you know, he he left the hospital, and you know, because he, he left the hospital because he wasn't going to die in the hospital, not because he was going to fight mm-hmm. to live. He was not going to fight to live. He just but, didn't want to be in the hospital. At that time, also you have to realize in season one they didn't know all the stuff that they've known since then, and I really, I really think that's a bad. I just don't agree with the comparison. There's just, yeah, I, I don't agree with that comparison. I agree with I agree with the the what you're trying to say and that Sam is I agree that Sam has because I'm really upset with everybody who's called who's just given Sam crap and this is I agree that that's the point where showing how much Sam does love his brother that he you know in season showing in season one how much he would do for his brother I agree with that point but compare I don't see it as a comparison to the, the death thing. Reaper's a reaper. <laughs> but I will say, well, like I'm saying, well, no, that's my point, though. Like, and that's always been my issue when people say, Sam, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Did we lose Vinny? I see her on there. Vinny? Uh, I'm so sorry, Broadcast Radio has some kind of issues this evening, I think. Well, while we're waiting for Vinny to come back, do you want to take a caller? I noticed we have a few. Yes. Oh, and I see Vinny. She's uh, she's being a ghost phone number again. Um, Vinny? Um, Okay. What I was saying is my point is when people say that Sam won't do for Dean what Dean does for Sam, that's my point. He will. Sam does love Dean as much. He does love Dean to a, a, a obsessive level. And that's my problem with it. They're making it seem like he doesn't, and he does. I agree with that completely. Yes, I, mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's my basic point. Okay, I agree. Sam, will do, I agree Sam does go to point. those levels. I agree with your basic point. Uh, mostly, well, you know, I, I still have issues with Sam not looking for Dean and purgatory and I and I know you guys are like okay with that decision and I've kind of sort of come to be a little I, bit more understanding and I still don't like it but I sort of understand it especially since Sam himself said you know I've I, I've made so many I always make when I, when I when I'm faced with it I make the wrong decision and I you know I I understand I just I don't, I, I still don't I, agree with it but again, my problem with that was not that Sam 
didn't look for Dean. My problem is how it was written. Like, it's introduced to us mm. as he, le- he didn't look for Dean because of a girl. He wouldn't have looked for Dean anyway because he basically panicked and bailed, and he happened to li- almost literally run yeah. into Amelia via riot. Yeah, I, I agree that it was not portrayed properly. Maybe if it, it you know, if it been the, more like that, small, I would have understood it better. Exactly. We get the small, we, we have to read into it too much with, we know that he hit right because he was drunk, because he was drowning his sorrows, because he was freaking out. He tells me, mm-hmm. I ran. But it's not properly conveyed what, where his breakdown was. Obviously, mm-hmm. he had a complete breakdown about it. But it's not, mm-hmm. it was not properly. Well, I see that, that in various recaps and reviews and for a while that we're we're really missing Sam's point of view. We're in in Sam's head. You know, where where is he? It's like it's like it wasn't we didn't see enough of it last year because of that and we we're not seeing enough of it now with this whole mm-hmm. thing going on with him finding finding out about Gadriel, my goodness, our list of callers is really stacking up. <laughs> okay, let's um, go. Yeah, better take a caller. <laughs> yeah, and and we have we have several, so um, we're just gonna go one at a time and and kind of you know I mean sometimes we get into a very long conversation. It's not that I don't appreciate people calling, but I just want to be fair and get to everyone hanging on. So. Um. Hello, Winchester Radio. You're on the air. Hello there. Hi. Hello. Hi. Did you have What's a comment? What's your name? Or... Where are you calling from? Sorry. What's your name? Caller. Um. I are you talking to me? Yes. Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't tell. Hi. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry, and oh. thank you for your patience. There's a lot to talk about tonight. No problem. I didn't realize it was me. So the reason, I, so I have a question first before I make my statement. In your podcast, is it okay to mention um, what we saw in the preview? Yes, just as long as you tell yeah, people that's what you're going to talk yeah. about. Okay, fair fair right. warning, spoiler alert for the preview. Right. Okay. Now, so. I don't even know if this is really true, but it looked like it was Mama Tran in that room when the door is open and there's somebody sitting on the ground. That's and the reason I mention that is because I was really struggling with this whole Sam and Dean argument. And I just was gut shot because I do believe both brothers truly love each other. But it's like, how can Sam not see how Dean feels? And yet I, I actually think Sam doesn't appreciate how Dean feels. And I thought, well, what if Dean had a conversation with Mama Tran? What would Mama Tran have done? And I think if that was Kevin, Mama Tran would have stuffed an angel in him. Mm-hmm. And, and so I look at it and I say, you know, there is an element of Dean that is the parental figure for Sam. And that comes out. And, and so it's not that he is his parent, but he, as soon as, as the baby was put in Dean's arms, it's just like when a baby is put in a mother's arms for the first time. There's that insta-bond, that sense of responsibility. And I just feel like that's what drove Dean to make that decision. That, and I think he was truly not sure that Sam wanted to die. 
because Sam had just said in the church he was willing to live. So I think Dean had his reasoning for that, but I don't think that Sam can appreciate that parental bond and that um, if there's doubt, make a move. So I'm not saying that Dean was right to lie to Sam because I think the lie was the worst part. But I think that, that Dean doesn't understand how Sam doesn't get this relationship. And I think part of it is because Dean doesn't recognize that part of what he feels is a, more of a parental bond than just a brotherly bond. And so I think Dean talked to Mama Tran. She'd say, you did the right thing, but you shouldn't have lied to him. And, oh, by the way, you got to let him go. Um, because he's, you know, you got to let them grow up and move on. He, she would give him that speech as well. I kind of want to. I love you. I, I kind of want to put you in my pocket and take you with said. me everywhere. <laughs> because, and I had this conversation yeah. with somebody the other day as well because I agree with that. First of all, when the preview aired, the first thing I did was text Becky. And I was like, "That looks like the back of Mama Tryon. Go rewatch it." Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I agree with you there. I think it's going to be, and I, I agree with you also. Because I do think that I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent, but I am an only child, and my mother is like my everything, and I would throw myself in front of a tiger for my mother, and she would do the same. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm 32, she would still do it. She had Absolutely. to give me, you know, you know yes. half a lifetime ago, she had to give me more freedom to do things, and I think Sam should have... And independence, he should go make friends the way Dean has made friends. Where, you know, Dean, Sam is far more centered around Dean than Dean is centered around Sam in that aspect. Dean has other outlets. Sam really doesn't. I agree. And so there is a, there is a, there's a, a, a strange balance there. And I really agree with what you're saying. And that's, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's difficult as a child, especially when you don't know any better, to realize what your parents sacrifice for you, you mm-hmm. don't you're, you're not you don't understand it. And not to say yeah. that Dean should. Dean's final when Dean said, "I may not I would do I did it and I would do it again." That was so parental to me. Like that's yes. not. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is one of those. You know what? I'm older than you. I know more than you, and I would do it again. It's the same way you feel. Even like I said, I'm not a parent, but when a 17 year old sells me something, I'm like, oh, honey, just wait. Because there's something to be said about life experience, and even though there's only a four year gap between the brothers, their life experience points to, mm-hmm. to steal it from Pokemon. Their experience points are much different. Well, exactly. And Dean said at some point in time, you know, about how from the moment that that Sam was put into his arms, he's always felt that way. And and to me, again, mm-hmm. as a, I remember when I picked up my child for the first time and she was crying, and I picked her up and she stopped. Oh my gosh! Somebody took and grabbed my heart and she just stole it away, and I was gone mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Dean's had that moment, and he doesn't know how to un mm-hmm. have that moment. I agree with what you're saying, but I also, and I, I think you're exactly correct, and I think that is also what is Sam's problem. I, I think Dean looks at Sam, like you said, as a, he looks at him in a parental way, whereas Sam wants him to look at him in a brotherly, equal way. 
Right. And I don't think it's that. I think that Dean looks at Sam. I don't think Dean even views himself as, I'm your father, I'm your mother. I think Dean doesn't even understand. Yeah, that's kind of my point. He understood that he was doing that. Yeah, he thinks that what he feels is just brotherly. I don't even think he realizes that his, his... his feelings for deep, for Sam are parental in nature, and right. that, and, I, and I think yeah, and I think I that's think what about, Sam has yeah. been trying to say, and he's saying that when he, Sam keeps telling him that's not the problem, I think Sam's trying to tell him what is the problem is Dean, and it's the same problem that's been going on for years throughout the whole show. But see, here's but here's the thing though, you don't train yourself, or you can't train yourself out of something. You know when when you're somebody who throughout circumstance it's raised by a grandparent or an aunt or whatever, it's not like that, that figure automatically when you hit 18 or 25 goes, okay, well, I'm going to go back to being just your aunt now. Right. Let's, let's, let's erase all this years of me, for all intents and purposes, being the parent that raised you. Let's disregard all that. Because at the end of the day, though Sam thinks that how he feels about being is strictly brotherly, Sam inherently does treat Dean as you would treat a parent, not as how you would treat, I say this as an only child, but through observation. Sam does, the way Sam rebels against Dean is the way you rebel against a parent, not the way you rebel against a Mm. sibling. Yes. The way he's been fighting to get Dean to to see him as an adult and make his own decisions. That's everything a kid does to their parents. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. let me go, let me decide. And, and it's very it's, much parental child. And it's because Dean is his, or that's father figure, basically. That's why. Actually, mm-hmm. I think he's, if you want to know the truth. And gender neutral, really, honestly, he has a more um, maternal approach towards Sam in terms of nurturing mm-hmm. Okay. Dad was there. You know, I mean, he does play the big brother part, too, but, but he actually is, has always actually been worried about uh, about uh, Sam's mental health and about his um, his, his physical well, wellness. I don't know. I just, it feels more motherly. No, <laughs> I 100% agree. I, re- I tend to refrain from saying that because it causes distancing issues and, People oh yeah, I just don't have know that. Get, get that's really why I think he and Mama Tran would get along so well. Yeah, people get their back up about certain, you know, when you subvert gender roles, which is something I've always liked about Supernatural. I feel like it really subverts gender roles, and I think they do mm. almost always do a really good job of that. But I completely agree. I've always seen Dean as Sam's maternal figure. Mm. Mary's the one who passed away. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Well, that was a great observation, and thank, thank you. you for hanging on. <laughs> no problem. I was slow to pick up. <laughs> and I guess thanks very much for calling, and we're okay. Going to say so long. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you for Perfectly. listening. No, thanks for listening. Hey, thank you. Thanks for the thank great you. Talk, really, seriously, thank you. Okay. Yes. Absolutely, and and don't be a stranger. <laughs> we podcast. Well, I sent you guys an email last week about something. I can't remember what it was. So I said, "Oh, please tell tell me your names at the beginning." That was me. Oh, that was you. Oh. Okay. I remember. Yeah. Okay, I remember oh. that email. That was me. Okay. Anyway, I'll let you go now. Talk to somebody Thanks, else. Thanks for calling. Thank you. No problem. All right. Thank you. 
We got another caller? Yes. Um. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm Mike from North End. Uh, so I had a Hi. question. Um, so originally my question was, how did you guys see the last scene with what Sam told Dean was? And wanted, I wanted to get your guys' opinions on that because um, I'm a, an older brother, very protective older brother, which is why I'm relating with Dean so well right now. I used to only relate with Sam a little with Dean, but seeing whenever Dean came out as a protective older brother, that really grabbed me. Well, you being a protect, you being an older brother, I'm very interested in your perspective. What do you, mm. what, how do you, how do you feel? About that, Sam. Uh, that Sam was a dick. Um, <laughs> that uh, he doesn't see. Yes, uh, I just heard the whole parental part, and I do see a little bit of that. But it is also that being an older brother um, by five years. So mine and my sister's relationship is kind of like Dean and Sam's, where we're close in age and we're best friends. But when it and push comes to shove, I, and my parents aren't there. I'm the parent. I am the older brother. I would fight tooth and nail to make sure my sibling was okay. And I see that very much with Dean, right? Well, what Dean did, um, how he did anything, everything he possibly could to save his brother. Um, and then I got really mad at what uh, Sam said. Funny thing is I only yell at the TV when I'm watching a movie. I've never yelled at the TV when I'm watching Supernatural. Funny thing, I started swearing at Sam, which <laughs> I felt really bad about doing. <laughs> but it's one of those... You're not the first. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be the last. <laughs> um where the circumstances um, that Dean's just been going through are almost identical to everything Sam did in season two, three, and four, and partially five, where, yes, um, Dean made a deal with Gadriel not knowing everything. The real reason uh, Sam went with Ruby in the first place was because she was trying to she told him that she could help save Dean from dying and going to hell. So Sam can't get mad at Dean for that because I'm just waiting for the writers to have Dean just snap and bring up Ruby saying, what about all this stuff that you did? Don't you see it as basically the same thing? Uh, I, I I thought of a good – this you're, you're – Bringing all this up reminded me of a better comparison, Denny. I feel than faith to what that was going on. Um, Mike reminded me of it. in season mm-hmm. three when when Dean was going to hell. They found Doc Benton <laughs> and Sam uh, you was know what? ready. Someone brought that up to me. Someone brought that up to me, and I kind of forgotten about that. But yeah, Sam respected yeah. Dean's wishes and didn't force, didn't trick him. Into but he was willing to do, again, it comes down to choices. 
he was willing to do that terrible, grotesque thing to keep Dean. Yes, he was more honest about it, but he was willing to do that. And that's my difference with Sam right now. Sam will own, like, what Dean did, Dean's real fault is that he lied. Not that he did whatever he could do to save Sam. It's that he lied to Sam about it. Exactly. And that's my whole point. So, but that's not actually. You know, I think when our actors for, I I think Sam respected Dean's wishes in season three and didn't turn him into a Doc Benton, didn't trick him into it or anything. Whereas Sam, Dean lied to Sam and made fun if he didn't, if he had the whole truth. And that's what I'm saying. Dean's candidness is that he lied, but the writers are portraying it as that you let Gabriel in. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. not the issue. The issue is that Dean lied. But you think Sam like, would be a little Sam more understanding because he has lied to Dean before about yeah, and like I said, what with he the training and who he was Sam dealing with yeah. and all that. Sam doesn't ask Dean to clarify what he's going to do. He doesn't ask. You have to know at that point the life you leave. Anything Dean's going to do to fix this is going to be sketchy at best, and Sam mm. doesn't ask. No. He just you says, already yeah. had Castiel tell him earlier in season eight, I can't heal him. I can't fix him. So what is Sam thinking? What, could, what are you possibly thinking that Dean could do to save you at this juncture? Are you kidding me? You had to know that it's not something on the up and up. Mm. And he didn't ask. Which is and true. I think that's really, I think that's really important. Mhm. But um, I was also going to say the whole because um, I heard your com- your conversation about looking um, him not looking for him in purgatory when Sam it's um, his personality I see, I'm seeing in the series is repetitive when mm-hmm. he saw that Dean was going to die in season one he went to the priest when he heard he was going to die again because he made the deal, he went to a demon. Um, And then fought tooth and nail the whole season to try to save him. But when that didn't work, he went off the deep end, basically. He probably got drunk a lot. He went completely off where normal Sam would go. And then when Dean got sent to purgatory... He did the same thing. He was running, most likely trying to figure out how to save his brother. And then when he hit the dog and met the girl, he did what any guy does. He basically just got focused on the girl and tried to... For him, it was his way of trying to get over it and get a new life. At least that's how I thought. Yeah, and I think Amelia and Dean share a lot of character traits. So I think that that factors in in a way. Like personality traits, I find them, you know, kind of similar. And I think that might have maybe been a comfort to Sam to have somebody that basically spoke to him the way that Dean speaks to him. And didn't really didn't really fall for his BS. 
So which is why I find it hilarious now that Sam's doing the whole we aren't brothers. Um, yes, he's pissed off with the choices that he did make. Every choice he made was his. And when then he heard, I'm pretty sure Dean explained, when Dean explained everything, he did tell him that the second he found out the angel inside him was shady, he did everything he could do to get the, in Crowley's words, um, punk-ass holy roller out of him. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those, it showed how much he cared for him again. It was one of those, he would do anything. And he did the one thing that Sam thought he would never do, make a deal with Crowley. And I do, I think that, I feel like I sound like I'm defending Dean way too much, but it's, I don't know. I mean, let's, what else was Dean going to do? Yeah. And if I was in his situation, I would go to Crowley. I would go to any other person that I thought could help me. It, I see it as the older sibling's reaction. Someone, no one gets to pick on my younger sibling except for me. No one gets to touch them. And all of a sudden, some guy came and beat him up. It's one of those, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to write this. And that's why he's going after Gadriel. It's the, he, saw him, he sees him as the guy that went in thumped on his little brother, and now it's, okay, I'm going to thump on you with a stick ten times the size. Very interesting. It's nice to hear your perspective being a big brother. Just you and the last caller just reinforce that Dean would not be the only one to make that kind of decision, and it doesn't make it special that he's a, he's a hunter and he and Sam have been hunters, it's 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 oh, much yeah. more than that. Even though yeah. I disagree with 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 the decision, I would totally have done the same thing if it was my kids or my brothers in the in Sam's position. Even though I disagree with mm-hmm. it, I'd have Yeah, it's kind of that thing like when someone has a DNR or when you have to make the decision to pull the plug on somebody in real life. No matter what you know that their choice was you're still, you know, you're still resistant. You know, you know that they told you pull the plug, but you're like, I, I just can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. It is a very, very, very hard decision. And you forever question it and you ever, and you forever feel guilty, even, even though your head knows you did the right thing, you did what was wanted. Or the, I don't want to say the right thing, the respectful thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Dean already blames himself for everything else that went wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. Sam's not the only one that's putting the um, pressure on Dean about making the wrong choice. He's doing it himself. Mm. Okay. Interesting point. 
Yes. Well, Mike, thank you for calling. That was a great perspective to give us. We really appreciate it. Thanks thanks for your patience in waiting to come on the air. No problem. Yeah, thanks. I listen to you guys twice, well, every week when I'm doing my two-mile bike ride, so can't wait to listen to this episode. (laughs) Thank you. No problem. Thanks for calling, and maybe we'll hear from you again. Get another Big Brother perspective, maybe down the line on some other Dean decisions. (laughs) We'd be glad to give it. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Mike. No problem. Yep. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. On to the next I always love when we. Yeah, I want to say something real quick, though. I always love when we get male callers because the, fan, the fandom is very female-dominated, and I think we tend mm-hmm. to forget sometimes that there are male viewers in the fandom. And so mm-hmm. I always like getting a male perspective on the show, and it's really good to get a big brother perspective as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very glad you called. That was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Okay, good job, Mike. Uh, Okay, next caller. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's Lynn from Fangangum. Hey, Hey, Lynn. Hey. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing? This has been such a fascinating... Thank you, thank you. I've been. Uh, this has been such a fascinating discussion. You guys have been having a great discussion, and your callers have had really great points. It's really been interesting listening in. Thank it, you. Definitely. Yeah, we've had. It's been an interesting evening. I've really enjoyed it. It has. It's been very enjoyable. I was really struck as I was listening to you guys. I mean, I had a really emotional reaction, of course, to this episode, like everyone else is, and I wrote my own review on Fangasm about my own emotional reaction and trying to figure out why it was so emotional. But I've been really struck by listening to you guys, even when you were disagreeing about Sam and Dean and their motivations and talking about them like they were real people, like we all do, which was part of the point of my review. The thing Mm -hmm. that you guys (laughs) agreed on, that everyone agreed on, was you all said, Sam will go to great lengths to save his brother. You you all went by, you know, went over all the times that Sam has saved Dean and said he would save Dean. It's really important, I think, to all of us to feel that there's that reciprocity. And it's, I think, what's happened now, and one of the reasons it's so painful for everyone is that the narrative has become really one-sided, deliberately, deliberately. I mean, Dean is still... Dean. Dean is still, I will save Sam no matter what. I'm his big brother. You know, I love that a big brother called in and talked about that. Also, he's the parent figure. I wrote about that in my review. He absolutely is. As a parent, I can totally relate to Dean wanting to move heaven and earth to save Sam no matter what. But Sam isn't on that page anymore. And I think we can look at it in two different ways, and we don't really know why because I do think that we suffer from not getting enough of a Sam point of view. I'm always sort of struggling to figure out 
why did Sam say what he said? Why did Sam do what he do? Where do what he did? Mm-hmm. Whereas with Dean, I I feel like I always know. But right now, I don't know whether they're setting it up to be, you know, this is Sam becoming quote unquote mature. And does Sam's maturity mean walking away from this kind of bigger than life sort of epic love that these brothers have had for each other that was sort of going to be the two of them against the world and could save the world and was referred to by writers, you know, Kripke and Sarah Gamble referred to it as the epic love story of Sam and Dean, not in a sexual sense, but as a, you know, a brotherly love thing and their passion for each other was, it was bigger than life. And I think that's why a lot of us fell for the show is Sam Mm -hmm. moving away from that. And if he does, What's that going to do to the story? You know, the title of my, my piece was, Will It Still Be Epic? I don't know. It'll be and a I'll, really different story. Here's my answer to that. If that's what happens, I don't know what will happen because I'll stop watching the show. Well, that's, I think I will too. And I because never thought I would say that. That's not why, you know, I, I came for this overwrought, dynamic, epic, familial relationship. And if it's gone then for me the show is over, even if it goes to season 15, I may tune in, but I can, my involvement will dwindle down to probably nearly zero. So Exactly, exactly. This, mm-hmm. it, it, wouldn't be the show, it wouldn't be the show we signed up for. You know, and like, like I've said uh, a bunch of times, if it was real life, sure, I would want the boys mm-hmm. to grow and mature. Oh, and, I'd feel terrible know. for them. Yeah. If if you didn't read my article, it's funny that you said that because that's exactly what my article is about. Why this this Mm -hmm. is not reality. This is fantasy. And we watch fantasy for a very different reason than just seeing it reflect reality. A lot of times we watch Mm -hmm. watch fantasy because we don't want it to. I mean, I'm I'm going to be healthy, emotionally healthy in real life all the time. But that's not why I watch Supernatural. I watch Supernatural for it to explore things that I don't do in real life and I don't see in real life. And this seems like such a fundamental change to what hooked me on the show that it's, mm-hmm. it's frightening to think that it might yeah. be going away. And I, I'm not even so, saying that it is. Maybe, I mean, there's other explanations too. I've already come up with my own sort of headcanon for why Sam said what he said, which doesn't I'm blaming the Mark him of in that. I'm blaming yeah, yeah. Mark of Cain. I like, because I like not, that too. I like that too. Sam, yeah, the problem with what Sam said is not so much that he said it, it's like the callous nature that he said it in and the way it's worded. And I don't, my, at this point, I'm like, is that on purpose? Is it subterfuge? Or I mean, I really mm-hmm. to tell me that. And I have a I, problem with them, if, if it's going the way that we fear, I hate to say, if it's going the way that we fear where they're not, where they're healthier, um, but if it's going that way, I feel like it's if you you can't and learn with your you know with your area of expertise maybe you'll back me up or tell me I'm stupid we'll see but I feel like you can't take decades of conditioning and just suddenly go nope you're better this doesn't no, work you're not, that way you're not stupid. you really and can't separate Sam and Dean without it being a complete detriment to their mental health if they were real yeah I mean yes. I, I think the show really for eight and a half years has walked a real fine line between showing these brothers as, you know, messed up. This is an effed up relationship. There's no doubt about it. But 
it has enough reality base to it that we can sort of predict it and relate to it and understand it, even though at the same time we're like, well, that's effed up. But it's very compelling, and it's very compelling to watch them struggle against mm-hmm. it. And, and I, I can't sort of get away from sort of Kripke's idea of, you know, it all comes down to family, which is what Sam is, is pushing against right now. That's, that's really painful when you invested in that. Although, mm-hmm. let me give you... Let me give you my hopeful, because I always have to, I'm an optimist by nature. I can't be pessimistic about this show. And I do think this show has some fabulous writers. They're smart, and they care about the show, and, and I think that they do a fabulous job. So here's my sort of spin on Sam's speech that gutted me for over 24 hours. It, it's so guaranteed to hurt Dean that I think it must be deliberate. I mean, he's so nonspecific that even though I agree with everybody who's saying, you know, when he said, I wouldn't save you being same circumstances, I wouldn't, I think we all interpret that Sam meant these exact circumstances, I wouldn't have lied to you, I wouldn't have agreed to possession. That's not how he says it to Dean. It's so general. He he throws in everything but the kitchen sink. He says, you think uh, you're convinced that you're doing more good than bad, but you're not. Ouch! That's like taking mm. his entire life and his entire reason for living and just, like, throwing it down. Well, and, and, did, and you I think he, did you happen to see S.E. Hinton's tweet uh, regarding that? Yes. Yeah, yes. We're, we're, what, Dean, what Sam is saying is what Sam is saying. What Dean heard was, I wouldn't cross the street to piss on you if you were on fire. Yes, and, and, that's, and I, I think that was probably deliberate. I think Sam is so angry, not just mm. about... Uh, not just about the you let me be possessed when holy crap my whole life somebody has constantly co-opted my agency and that's like the worst thing you can do to me that's that's the least of it i think i think the other things are that sort of adolescent rebellion thing of you keep swooping in and being the hero and saving me well damn it i'm a grown man cut it out Mm. i need you not to do that because i need to believe in myself which you know that's normal and it's it's veering towards healthy, so it makes me nervous, but I can understand it. <laughs> but I think the other thing is, I think you guys were talking about choice before and whether Sam made choices in the church. I think everybody mm-hmm. knows he made a choice. But did he also make a choice when he thought he was talking to Dean and he said, yeah, okay, you don't have to tell me what you're going to do to save me. I'll agree to it anyway. I think Sam feels like he did make choices, and he made a choice also with Ruby. And I feel like he just, he can't live with the fact that these choices that he made have gotten people killed. I think that's just really destroying him. So maybe to get away from that guilt and is the classic way of getting rid of guilt. So put it back on Dean and then it won't hurt so much. Because I think Sam is hurting mm-hmm. or he wouldn't have hurt Dean so mm-hmm. perfectly. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it is like, angry. Those things. angry. I think it's also that thing like if you don't care you don't care enough to be angry with somebody. You don't care enough to mm-hmm. to hate them. You just don't care. Yeah. And Sam clearly yeah. still cares because he's angry. Yes. He's angry yes. and he's hurt and he's lashing out and, and he hurts so he wants Dean to hurt. Too. And that, to me, oddly, uh, we're saying all kinds of horrible things. I don't want Sam to be healthy. Oh, Sam is really trying to hurt Dean, thank God. But that's why. You know, <laughs> I, I agree with you. This, this to me, says that it's not 
going to be this, oh, Sam's going to be mature, and oh, then maybe Dean will be mature too, and they both can be really mature and just, you know, have nothing to do with each other, and well, what show are we watching then? I, I just can't believe that that's where mm. we're headed. So I think that... Sam, I do feel Sam's terrible, because so if I was talking about a real person this way, I'd be a horrible person. Um, I, mm. I think I'd lose, my, I'd lose my job. I mean, somebody should fire me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody should fire me in real life. I'm not talking about real life, let's be clear. But if I was in real I mean, yeah, there's a huge difference. This is not real life. This is fantasy. And that's why we're so yeah. invested in these characters and in this fantasy and why we're all, you know, having this deep, impassioned discussion about fictional characters that don't exist. <laughs> what do you mean they don't exist? What are you talking oh, about? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Right. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> So I'm ultimately yeah. hoping. Well, it's I gotta say it's like it's it's not and it's not just this show. I mean, you really don't want like anything on your favorite shows to be in reality because well, I was, I was thinking that I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead and Daryl Dixon and he's such a popular character and like everybody's like oh I wanna you know he can be a great boyfriend and I'm like Daryl Dixon's like the worst boyfriend you can ever have in real <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, but, I mean, in the zombie apocalypse, you want him at your side, of course. That's why you're surviving. But, but I'm like, you know, before the zombie apocalypse, you wouldn't have given him the time of day, probably, and something like that with good reason. But, you know, since this is fantasy, you're like, yes, Daryl and I are going to run off and, and live happily ever after because he's a Absolutely. perfect boyfriend. Absolutely. Like, fantasy no. is so healthy and why we all need it. Mm-hmm. You need an outlet. Uh, I the one thing that keeps me keeps me faithful that the sh- they're not going to change the brothers too much is you know the writers and you know that everybody with the show have repeatedly said that they know that the show is the core of the show is two brothers riding in a car you know hunting demons and they kn- they know that's the core they know that's the heart of the show and so I'm don't think they'll change that. I don't think they'll change that. My concern is, are you going to change what type of brothers are in the car riding with each other? I don't. That's mm-hmm. my worry. I my say I because you got to have the messy relationship, or why would they still be riding in the car together? You know, so, they are right now. They are right now. Then that's one thing that, on a on a mental level, is really screwed up about both of them is that right now, like at the end of Shark Keep, like I said, these are two men, grown men, who basically said to each other, We're not gonna we're not gonna be brothers, but we're gonna coop each other coop ourselves up together in the same house, in the same car, continue to work business as usual. I'd rather you be around when it sucks than you not be around at all. Eek. That's just not very compelling. You know, it doesn't make me feel like, oh, I'm inspired by this. This is this is so inspiring. Instead, it's like, oh, this is so painful to watch. Somebody shoot me. And I also think that as with regards to their their profession, it's dangerous. Absolutely, absolutely. How can I trust you if you're if you're claiming you don't care about me? How can I trust you to to have my back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that and that's part of the point I was trying to make. Exactly, exactly. And see, and you mentioned last week at the end of Sharp Teeth, I felt at that point, see, Dean 
his heart wasn't completely broken yet like it was shattered in this episode. So I think at that point he thought, okay, as long as Sam's with me, we can work this out and everything will be fine. And then at well, the end of this episode, at the end of this episode, Dean just shattered him. Mm. And as we all discussed, Sam Sam shattered Dean is what I mean. Yeah, and as we all discussed both on the podcast and in respective articles, because um, you know not just you know within this conversation right now, but across the board, there was a lot of speculation that the end of Sharp Teeth was did Sam mean we're not brothers or did he mean if you want to be brothers we have to work at it? And it wasn't until we got to this episode, we got to the purge where we get the clarification of it. And I think it hit a lot of people like, oh, oh, you really did mean that horrible thing. Yeah, we didn't want to mm-hmm. think that he meant it. We all wanted to. I, I rationalized it. I think a lot of people did because it, mm-hmm. it hit us so hard emotionally mm-hmm. that we had to find a way to make sense of it that wasn't so horrible. But this one let us know, oh, yeah, it really is. It's that horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. I thought it was really interesting. You guys were uh, were talking earlier in the podcast about that scene where, uh, you know, that they were they were joking around still because it wasn't completely ruined. They won't be able to now. They put it in a place where they can't. But I thought it was so telling that Dean, when they introduced themselves to the spa people, made it a point to say, we're brothers, because he knew Sam mm-hmm. couldn't deny it in front of the two of them, and it was his way of reminding Sam, you know, we are brothers, damn it. We are. I thought that mm-hmm. was, as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, ouch, Dean. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And to be, to be frank, and I'm going to say this again as a card-carrying fan girl, Sam saying that we're not brothers is childish because you can't change DNA. Like, you're brothers. Now, you can say we're not going to be close. You can say, but to say we're not brothers, like, that's just not even a valid statement. Let's be real. That's why I think it was, it was everything Sam said was so calculated to hurt. You know, all your, you're willing mm-hmm. to do the sacrifice as long as you're not the one being hurt. What? What? Mm. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because how many times have Dean had a sacrifice that Dean's going to make? Is it also going to hurt him? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, what Sam said almost, I mean, it didn't really make logical sense, most of it, which is what makes me think it just came from a place of just so much anger and hurt, not just from this recent thing, but from, from all the guilt that he's carrying around, too. I mean, I, I love Sam as a character, so I immediately had to struggle to make sense of what was happening with him because I need to keep loving him. I have to love them both, or this show doesn't work for me. I, I'm just hoping and praying that there's going to be a big plot twist and it's going to be because there's still, you know, creepy Gadriel Grace in him or the Mark of Cain or, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping and praying because, like, you know, Sam, I love, you know, everybody loves Sam and we love Dean and we want them to be together and we want them to be brothers and gosh darn it, they got to <laughs> put them back together. You're right. You're so I know. Right. Well, a couple of the writers were, you know, tweeting here and there during the different episodes, and they kept saying, you know, you have to break tear down, down so you can rebuild, basically. So I'm, I'm, it's, it gives me like a teensy, teensy bit of, you know, hope and optimism that, you know, that that they're tearing all this down, and hopefully we'll get to a better place. But again, you don't want to get them to too great a place because that's my, that's they've never my fear. not had. 
arguments and, and conflict and differing uh, differing opinions. Um, so yeah, and that willingness mean, to sacrifice for each other. I don't really want them to give that yes. up. I went back reading over early things, and I was reading some interviews that we did with Sarah Gamble and Eric Kripke back in season four and five, and where they were explicitly saying, look, the core of this show is as long as they're falling all over each other to sacrifice themselves for each other, they will remain heroes. And I was like, there it is, yeah, that's how I Mm -hmm. feel. As long as they're Mm -hmm. falling all over to sacrifice for each other, then they're heroes. But I don't know how to look at them if they're not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm hoping that Sam will get a chance to do you know, for Dean, what Dean's done for Sam, you know, take care of him, take take him, um, um, save him, make that decision to save him where maybe he's willing to let the rest of the world go to hell so he can save his brother. I'm, I'm hoping Amen. that Amen. we'll, we'll Please, go to that Everybody point. listen to that. That's what I want to <laughs> We yeah, we've been waiting for that moment since, you know, season three. Everybody expected it would be Sam going to hell to save right. Dean, you know. Yeah. Yep. And it it didn't happen. And then didn't purgatory. Happen. Sam going to purgatory. purgatory. No, it didn't no. happen. And so it's like we need that moment. We need that to happen. Yes. Give Sam a chance, yeah, damn it. Yeah, and it's like it's like Sam said, you know, he's made nothing but the but the wrong decisions, you know all the time it's like he was thinking he was trying to do the right thing to save Dean or or, or save Roll or whatever but it, he just keeps making wrong decisions. I keep going back to when uh, Cass was getting ready to extract the grace and, and he didn't really want to do it. He was afraid Sam would die and, he, and Sam was like please, please let me do at least one thing right. And yeah, that was heartbreaking. It was it, it broke and, my heart. So, and, and after that episode, you know, it was after that episode that you know, in that episode, that was Sam. That was the Sam we know and love. And yeah. then, mm-hmm. you know, it's not long after that, Sam's completely changed. So that yeah. I, I really, really think something it had to have happened. The writers know of some of some event that happened that we haven't seen yet that changed him so drastically between episodes. Let's hope so. Mm. A few people have have suggested that they really need cast to come in and talk sense to to both of them. So maybe that would be that would be good. I would. I feel like Cassiel mm. has more wisdom than just about anyone right now. So maybe we but, can count I on think him. I think well, I thought like when the dream you had Sam and he had finally gotten through to Sam when he says, you know, this, you know, I'm the only one who's made who's, who's made more wrong decisions than you, and that we should call Dean. And he was really trying to get Sam to kind of see the other side and to have a little understanding. And I really thought Sam had heard him, but then the next I two episodes showed me he may have heard him, but he probably forgot or or changed his mind or something strange going on. Something I know, I know what. Damn it, what. Well, and I have, and I I do have to disagree about somebody else coming in. You know, we had Crowley make a statement, we had Cass make a statement, but I think inherently it has to be Sam and Dean that knock their own heads together at this point. It I can't guess they're really not. Else. They're not going to listen to anyone else, are they? No, because you know no. there are. Yeah, they're really not because, like you said, Cass already told Sam what he how he views it, and he already told Dean how he views it. 
and they're both still like, mm-hmm. So it really has to be them. They might have listened to this and look back. They might have listened to Bobby a little bit, a little bit. But I don't know. I think the final, the final confrontation and discussion needs to come down to just them. Yeah. You have to know. You have to know it was one or the other. You can't look back and blame Bobby or or Kath or anybody for figuring it out for you, whether right or wrong. You, you, it has to be you. It has to be you. The more I think about, you know, the fact that there had to be a change in Sam, I think maybe the writers are telling us that because look at all that's hap- that has happened to Sam recently. Not only was he possessed by an angel, he was possessed by the king of hell. Um, he, you know, they burned off his anti-possession tattoo. Um, Dean, you know, now has the mark of Cain, and, that, you know, that has some serious history with it. And, you know, it's, there's several little, several things like that that's happening around Sam. I, maybe the writers are trying to telegraph to us that, yeah, something has happened to Sam. Mm. Also, neither one of them see, are not worried enough about the mark of Cain. Oh, my for, God, for me. right? I mean, Dean said I'm researching about the mark of Cain and Sam said, oh, I, I know, it's the epic mark of Cain. No, like you have to, you have to tell Sam in sharp teeth and Sam's like, oh, okay. And then all we get this week was, well, I researched that and this and that and cricket. And, and Sam doesn't even say anything. anything. He's just like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> the hell? Like you yeah. have a giant, you have the mark of the first son on your arm. You don't yeah. think this might be something you like. <laughs> The man yeah, who, yeah. First who developed the first night of hell. And yeah. You're not that worried. I, I, I okay. really, really, really hope that this is all evidence that there's been something that something has happened to Sam instead of just bad writing. I really, really hope so. I saw somebody suggest that one of the effects that the mark of Cain has on people is to they lose their entire family. So I thought that was very interesting. Maybe maybe this is an effect of the mark of Cain. Maybe that's impacting Sam to pull away. That's a possibility. And that's, that's something uh, yeah. um, Clarissa and I were talking about that actually last night. That we were like, maybe the mark of Cain is what's making Sam behave this way. Because we do know like there's that. a consequence. We just don't know what the consequence mm-hmm. is. Yeah. But again, how does it factor in? If you're telling me that you're doing this to rebuild them, if it's the mark of Cain that's making Sam behave this way, what's the lesson to be learned for either one of them? Yeah, that doesn't fit very well with that if it's some external thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, uh. <laughs> this is a frustrating time to be a Supernatural fan. <laughs> it very is. I feel like I feel like I'm still very emotionally drained by Supernatural right now. Like, yeah. Uh, and and can we talk about the preview, like just for a just for a second? Speaking of a bizarre time to be a Supernatural fan and things coming out of nowhere, what the hell, Snooky? <laughs> okay, before anybody says something, I'm gonna say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to out myself in a way that very few people know. Becky already knows because she lived this with me for a while. Uh, not literally, like, but she dealt with this for me. I actually really love Jersey Shore. Like, no shame. No shame. You can love whatever you love, girl. I love Jersey Shore. And I, I, I have a big affection for Snooki. 
So that's one th- one point I want to make. The other point I want to make is this is not the first time we've had this. You know, we we had Paris Hilton. We survived Paris oh. Hilton. We were all very like, ugh, Paris Hilton at first. But even though her episode was, it's not one that we all ever think about anymore because it was not that great of an episode overall. But mm-hmm. the message that she conveys within the episode, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these, that these, uh, I don't know, they're not actresses, these personalities are willing to go on a show that is not a high-profile show, even though they are high-profile people, and make fun of themselves. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's a supernatural yeah. fan. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 I am not a Jersey Shore fan. I'm not really much for any reality show, and it's I the only reality show for, I do. I, 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 I did not care for anything I had read or seen or heard about. Snooki and the rest of her gang until I saw her on Dancing with the Stars, which is my one and only reality show, and it's not your only vaguely related to to (laughs) reality because you know there's lots of sequins and spray tan, so it's not truly reality, you know. But (laughs) I saw her on the show. Let's be real. She's like, and she works so hard, and she tried so hard, and she did her best, and and you could see her. She was like a mom, and you saw her kid, and I was like, okay, all right, I, okay, okay. But I'm just saying. And just, I think we also have to remember that on Jersey Shore in that preview. Yeah. Sorry? We have to remember that on Jersey Shore, just like the hills, just like all that, it's, they are playing up to a persona. You know, they're, it's not mm-hmm. real. So they're, they're playing yeah, a personality as well. So I think um, I it's know. just that I was I'm so not, surprised I'm not to see her. It was yes. like, what the heck? I want to see her better. She looks like she's a crossroads demon, actually. That's what it's best to say. Here's my one thing. There better be really good gag reel stuff because Jared is literally almost two feet taller than her. She's 5'9", <laughs> I think. I mean, I'm sorry, 4'9". She's like 4'9". Yeah, teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. So there better be good outtakes because she is teeny <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's um, I'm looking forward to see where where she fits in this. You know, it was just, but it was I such guarantee a shock. she's going like, to have something very yeah. She's going to have something very messagey and poignant to say. I guarantee you're gonna, they're going to do that. It's going to be tongue in cheek. It's going to be playing with it, but she's going to end up with she's going to be the one providing some kind of message. And speaking of the Paris Hilton. Episode. I still, to this day, I think the scene where um, she's sitting there and filing her nails with that ginormous mm-hmm. file, I think that is one of the most beautifully shot scenes. The sparks really coming is. off and the lighting and everything. It's still one of my all-time favorite scenes for the look of it. It was just such a beautiful shot. Yeah. yeah. It's by no means a favorite episode of mine, but I don't think, but on the, on the flip side, I don't think it gets the credit it deserves. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah and I agree. I, I, I still crack up every time I think of seeing with the Abraham Lincoln hat. Four uh, born <laughs> seven years ago, I had a funny I hat. Love I mean, that's one of my favorite scenes. Because <laughs> we all love, we all love because Jensen is so. Let's, let's be honest, he is so attractive. We do love when he's an idiot. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that. You know, the whole in this episode, the whole sweet potatoes drug scene. Mm. 
part of the pudding so well. good is yeah. Part of what makes it so good is that. And Dean's pudding betrayed him. He loves pudding and it betrayed him and drugged him. <laughs> I think it's salted caramel. I think it's salted caramel betrayed me too. That's like my favorite flavor of anything because I don't eat oh, chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a salted caramel person. Mm. Mm. I like that Sam theme was. too because Sam did get to do a little bit of saving. That made me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And that is something yeah. I think too. I think because we don't get grand misarch gestures from Sam to Dean, we do as a fandom tend to forget how much Sam swoops into Dean's rescue. Yeah. And we always yeah. feel like, when is Sam going to save Dean? Well, he does a lot, but because it's not part, he saves Dean almost more often than Dean saves him, but not in an overarching manner that it gets it gets swept away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was so so angry when you know about Dean being you know he went after that cook and just slammed him up against the wall like. And he, I, I refuse to believe he was that angry over over mm-hmm. anybody like the potential like that was a deep deep anger. That was a what did you do to my brother anger. Mm-hmm. In my absolutely. opinion. In my opinion. Yes, I was one out that I completely forgot that was one of the things I was gonna bring up was in all this anti brother feelings we were getting at the end, Sam very much was mad about someone hurting his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And the other thing which is like like almost the opposite end of the spectrum, but if you don't care about someone or you don't like them, you wouldn't bother to tell them to take the powdered sugar off their face. <laughs> yeah, you can them all over. <laughs> yeah. Very well done. <laughs> it reminded me so much of Joey on Friends when he had all the jam on his face and he just oh, wiped yeah. it. He took the neck and wiped the corners of his mouth, which got nothing. It reminded me very much of that scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate to bail on everybody, but I haven't fed my dog yet, and I got home late from work, so I'm going to have to go because she's scratching at my leg in a very painful manner. Oh, Oh, no. Got to go feed monkey. Go feed monkey. Got to feed puppy. Yes. Good talk, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Nice talking to you. Um, Everybody have a good night. I'll talk to all of you later. Bye, Jenny. Bye. Bye. Yeah, we should uh, we should say our podcast is the live uh, stream is winding down. We've got about eight minutes left. Um, we've had real, some really great discussion tonight. Lots of great points raised and really good callers with some great new perspectives for us. Um, we do have a couple other callers waiting. Um, I feel like yeah. Let let me let me hang up so you can actually take some other calls. But thanks, it was great talking to you guys. I really enjoyed it. Oh, we we're thanks. so glad you called, Lynn. You have to call in next time too. Yeah, absolutely will. Absolutely, <laughs> I won't. Have a good night, guys. See ya. Great chatting with you. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay, real quick um, before you, before you take okay. uh, um, the next call, while we're still live, I just I do want to. Uh, Say a couple announcements. We've got the uh, um, we have a Supernaturalathon, SPNathon that will be happening most likely February 16th, but there's a chance it'll maybe for February 23rd. 
where we will be celebrating the strong women of Supernatural. Um, you can go to our website and have the list there. Um, you can there's a schedule, so you can tweet along with it. It'll be a live tweeting of the of nine Supernatural episodes. It, we we did it last month, and it was so much fun. So I hope you can join in. And also, we are uh, have opened up our site for guest submissions for articles. So if you have uh, written or will be writing a Supernatural article, for, like an episode recap or a review or an opinion piece or you know anything like that, um, we have a link on our website over on the left that says Submit an Article. Click there, send it to us, and we you know, just may post it on our website. We've gotten some really great entries so far. Um, you can go to our website and check them out, but we'd love for you to send us yours. So send us your, send us your stories. Yes. And um, and if we keep discussing things after our on-air um, part is over, we are still recorded, so we don't all just disappear. It is still there. You just can't hear live um, right then. I'll say while we are still live, thank you to everybody listening tonight, everybody who's commented, tweeted, called in. Uh, we really, really appreciate it very, very much. Um, Let's, let's try and get the calls on while we are still live. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I just wanted to comment. I just wanted to comment about this mark of Cain and that affecting Sam as far as the way he's behaving. That doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me because if it affected, the mark of Cain affected your relationship with people, how come Cain was able to have a relationship with Colette? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, you so, know, like we, were just, we were just giving possible theories, Um but one of the stories with the Mark of Cain, um, with you know, because that was an actual thing in, in the Bible, one of one of the um, stories with it was that because of the Mark of Cain, um, Cain was not able to have a family. It kept driving his family away, and the, you can say that that actually did happen with Colette. He was not able to have a family because she was killed by Abaddon. So in a way, it kind mm-hmm. of still still works, kind of. Yeah, but then if it drives Sam away, how is he going to come in and hopefully save Dean? That's the thing. We got. We don't know. We gotta just don't gotta know. Gotta keep watching. <laughs> gotta keep watching. So, yeah, to me, it's just problematic looking at it uh, that way. So I don't know. I don't know what the writers are doing, but. I'm not real pleased with them right now. <laughs> I don't think many of us are. <laughs> yeah, we're hanging in there because we're only about halfway through the season. So, you know, we're hopeful that things will make a little more sense and all that soon. Unfortunately, we have to wait another two and a half weeks to find out anything. That's really hard, but hopefully we'll get, we'll get some more information. Well, and the other thing is they've already filmed a bunch of episodes, so it's not going to be, uh, they're not going to be able to respond to the uproar in the fandom. 
Oh, I think they I don't would think... have predicted that uproar pretty well. And <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. And, and I really, you know, I don't want them to write their episodes around our reactions either. I want them to no. tell their story, whether or not I agree with it. I may mm-hmm. not like their story, but I want them to tell their own story and not tell a story reflected, yeah. you know, back on what just because of what the fans say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, according to, I heard that apparently Jared said in an interview that the brothers still weren't back together on episode 16. Doesn't sound good. I haven't seen an article that says that. I haven't heard that. Yeah. I hope yeah, I, I haven't hope heard that either. Yeah, I hope it's not true. It was. Well, we it saw. Was, uh, it was an interview that he gave somewhere. We well, tried we to post see. all the interviews on the website, and I, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. I, we did see a little teeny tiny bit of video from the set. It was a prank on Misha because he's directing, and that's episode 17. And I, I looked like Sam and Dean were researching in the bunker, so, I mean, we don't know what kind of relationship they have going, but... That could be a sign that they're moving along, I hope. Bunker right now. Yeah, but if it gotten worse, they would, one of them possibly would have taken off again. I don't know. I don't either. I'm, but I just thought I would, I would bring that up. It was just a thought that I had. So thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for calling. Well, thank we you. really appreciate it. Yeah, okay, we had, fun, had, had a good time chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, do we have any more callers left? Yep. Woo-hoo. One more. <laughs> Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? We sure yes, can. Yes, very well. Did you have a question or a comment about this episode? Oh, sorry. I've got headphones on, so it's kind of echoing. Um, this is Monica Hargrove from Twitter. Hey, Monica. Hey. Um, sorry I spammed y'all tonight. <laughs> um, but, uh, I was just, I felt like I walked into a seminar and didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Um, but my thing was, is, uh, and I, and I tweeted y'all the, the Tumblr, uh, post, it said where, um, Tim said you didn't want to be alone. Um. Right. I did see that. I didn't reply to it because I, my feelings were too long to sit on, to fit into a tweet. (laughs) Yeah. Well. And, well, here's here's my thing, and I'm going to get a little bit personal. Um, I am a suicide survivor. I've tried it twice. And I could see, like, from season eight to where Sam is now, I can see the, the anger and where he's coming from because from personal experience, you do get, you do have, like, a little bit of anger towards the person that saved you. Because if you 
to me, from my point of view, if you look at him, he's he's mad about that. He's mad about Gadriel. You know, he's mad about that. But if and you look at Dean, he's practically running around like a chicken with his head cut off because he doesn't know how to deal with Sam. You know, he's never had to deal with Sam this way. I've been thinking about this for an hour while I've been on hold, and now my mind's all jumbled. Um, uh, like, at, at the end of that scene, the first thing I said was, oh, bleep, Dean's drinking again. Yeah. And I, I commented mm-hmm. to a friend, and she's like, yeah, I noticed that too, and you know, because Dean hasn't been drinking, which I liked, but I noticed he's drinking again. And my my thing is, is that I can understand both sides. I can understand because I've also helped somebody through an attempt. Because you really don't know what to do, you don't know how to handle them, you don't know, you know, how to handle their anger. And, but I can also see it from Sam's point of view, from, you know, the way things happened at the church and the way he is now all standoffish with Dean. But um, my point of view is, <laughs> my thing was, was what did y'all think of, like, that scenario of, because like it's been it's been reported before like somebody goes to commit suicide and they get mad at the person that saves them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I was just, I was wondering y'all's point of view with that. I think that's a very interesting theory. I did, um, the, Sam was you know he was prepared to die. He was ready to die. Mm-hmm. And, and then Dean, not only did he save him, but he saved him in a, you know, a deceitful way. Or, you mm-hmm. know, at least what Sam considers deceitful. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Because they've said before, um, gosh, it was in one of the episodes where they went back in time and they said they were trying to convince Mary and they said, you know, we won't exist, and believe me, we're okay with that. And to me, that was a very upsetting, disturbing statement that they're 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 perfectly okay with not existing anymore. So it's not the first time we've seen them like ready to go and ready to die. And I, I mean, everything they have been through and go through and the stress and the pressure all the time, I'm I'm not surprised sometimes that they would feel like they just want peace. So that's that's a very interesting and different perspective that Sam is Sam is angry because he was he was ready to die and somebody stopped him and Dean stopped him. And it's not yeah, also it just about the choice, it's that he was that Dean he was on. ready. He, he was ready. Saying, I'm he ready. Was, he was totally fine, ready to go, and you know he saved him. But then he comes back, you know, and on top of saying, "Well, I was okay. I was okay. I was fine to go. It wasn't your choice to bring me back, even though you know 
Sam mm-hmm. did say yes to, to a fake Dean. But then on top of that, he has to deal with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin dying, which if he was suicidal before, is that's from personal experience. Some you're suicidal, and then something really bad happens. It just drives you further and further down to where you don't want to be around anybody. And you're mm-hmm. his anger towards Dean. I've totally felt that before. Like you saved me. I'm so mad. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to talk to you. Don't come near me, you know. And then Dean's like, how do I fix it? How do I fix it? I don't I don't know Sam this way. You know what I mean? I, I, I do. I do understand exactly what you're saying. And also I want to say that I'm very glad that you were not successful with your suicidal attempts because mm-hmm. I, you, I love you and your tweets. To us and you're when you call in and I just think mm-hmm. you're a really really cool person I'm very glad that you were not successful and you're still around you make me laugh yeah. so much like <laughs> yeah when, no like seriously if I'm if I'm I call in when I have something I really want to talk about because y'all are like and I I'm sorry if my tweets are like weird but like seriously like Y'all are like the main people I can talk to the show about because my mom, uh, everybody is like, oh, yeah, she just likes that show. They don't talk to me about it because they don't watch it. Like a friend of mine, all she does is watch Lifetime movies. I'm like, but look at this. Yeah, I don't understand that. You know, so y'all I can talk to her about. But, yeah, no, when you get when you get laughing, I'm like rolling on my bed. I don't know what it is. <laughs> But I, it just makes me laugh. You just make me laugh so much, and I don't. You just, yeah, you just you'll just start laughing, and then I'll just start laughing, and I'll have it like on speaker or something, and my mom will call, and I'm like, I can't talk right now. I'm, I'm listening to a podcast, and you'll start going, and I'll start laughing. And mom's like, Who's that? I'm like, Becky, I gotta go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I'm glad mm-hmm. I made you laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me but, very happy. But yeah, I just I was like waiting on hold for an hour because sorry I about was, that. Oh no, sorry. it's fine because I'm I'm sitting here I'm sitting here and I'm trying to keep my train of thought on the subject, and it's like you know I'm listening to a college seminar and. I'm totally lost, even though I know everything about the episode. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I, well, and then I'm like, well, how do I stick this in, <laughs> you know, into the conversation? Mm-hmm. But there was that, especially at the end, because De- Dean's face when he said that, you know, you didn't want to be alone. I kind of agree with it, but uh, and also. Jensen's Jensen was excellent. Sam, I think Sam is just yeah. really angry right now. Mm. And he just yes, doesn't he he, he's taking it out. He he from my from my personal experience, he's really angry and he's taking it out on the person that that saved him. And I did that. I I, to, I totally did that. I I agree with you and I think the main problem that everybody has with it is we 
we have to guess that, that that Sam is angry. We're not getting it. We're not getting Sam's point of view with this. We're not getting. We're, we're not seeing him being angry. We're just getting mm-hmm. you know these little. Stand I off think we and... need. Yeah, we need right. more. You know, we're understand. We're getting from Dean what Dean's going through, but we're not getting what Sam's going through. And mm-hmm. I think that's the big problem. The, I think that's the core of the problem everybody's having with Sam right now. And, and and I'll just I'll just throw you know my experience out when that happened to me, and you know everyone's like, well, how are you feeling? What you know therapy? I still go to therapy. I have a therapist. I have a psychiatrist. What you know? I got problems that I have to deal with. But um, when they're like, you know, want you to talk about it, that just makes you clam up that much more. Until, Mm -hmm. like, you'll just explode and just say it whenever. It'll, it'll, it's like you keep it in and you keep it in and you keep it in. And one little thing happens and you just, it just lets out everywhere. And that's happened to me. And my dean, my dean was my mom. And I didn't talk to my mom for eight months after that happened. We're fine now. I mean, cool. it's great. We're fi- we're fine now. Like I talk to her every day, but when that happened, I didn't talk to her for eight months. So with Sam being really quiet and not talking about his feelings, and you know, being standoffish with Dean, I can totally understand why he's doing that. Just from my experience. So, sorry, I ramble. Oh, no, no. I'm glad you called and gave us, you know, your perspective on it. It's mm-hmm. a very interesting one, and we, we really appreciate your calling and filling us and, you know, giving us that. <laughs> I feel like I'm blindsided, y'all. Oh, no, 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 not at all. We, mm-hmm. We've had some great callers tonight, including you. Each caller has mm-hmm. given us a different – we had, you know – Mike who called in who gave us, you know, the Big Brother perspective. And, you know, it, we've just had some great callers with great point of views and great perspectives, mm-hmm. including yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. With everything you've gone through comparing it to what Sam's going through, I think, is a really, really mm-hmm. good comparison. Yes, absolutely. we got a, like, a parental perspective. We've got the Big Brother. We have your perspective from... Sam possibly feeling like him ready to die and someone stopping him and that anger. So I, these are all great perspectives and something I had not thought of. So thank you for calling and being willing to talk about it. I, I listen every week. Like when I, I tweet, I don't know who answers the tweets. I'm thinking Becky. <laughs> I don't know who answers all the the tweets. I guess y'all rotate, but like seriously, I was like, "Is it Saturday yet? It's Friday." And then I look on the Twitter, and it's like, "It's in two hours," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's usually me during the daytime and Vinny at late at night." So, yeah, because I was like, because for some reason I'm used to thinking that y'all do y'all do the podcast on Saturday, 
Right, we did. That, yeah, yeah. We for for most of the time that was our our regular date, but um, we've 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 changed it up to Fridays a little bit lately because it gives us all of Saturday to be free. That way, we can do things with our family and our friends. All you know, and not have to worry about coming back home in time. You mm-hmm. know, for the podcast. So. Yeah. So um, so that was it. That was that tweet. Is it Saturday yet? And then you're like. It's in two hours, and then the, <laughs> the counter is messed up because it was counting down, and it, it was like 20 minutes left, and I'm like, yay, let's go, let's go, and then I get a tweet, no, honey, we still have an hour. I'm like, fix it. <laughs> Sorry about that. I have to let Blog Talk Radio know there was a problem there. <laughs> but, yeah, no, yeah that, that's my perspective from Sam, well, my perspective about Sam is that he's, it's residual, it's pent up residual anger from actually being saved because when, when he's, when that last scene was happening and Dean was drinking, the thing that kept popping through my head was the scene with Bobby and he said, you know, when it's your time to go, don't fight it. Don't stop it. Just go. And I feel like Sam felt like that it was his time to go and being pulled him back. And that he's got anger issues about that. But that's, that's my thought. Oh, very valid thought. Uh-huh. Very valid thoughts. Nothing wrong with those thoughts. Yeah. They're, I think they're very valid. Mm-hmm. So, yes. that that's my two cents. I just, I, I'm like, oh, and the other thing, wait, Dean flip-flopping about, you know, no, we're going to kill her. No, she she's not, she's good. We're going to let her go. What was that? Yeah, I was said, like, yeah. When he yeah, said that, that we're gonna weird. kill her, he said we're gonna kill her. I'm like, what? She she's not killing anybody. Yeah, she's yeah, you know? exactly. She was she was actually doing people a favor. She wasn't hurting any. You know, people were very thankful for what they did. And like like I said, the sheriff said, you know, she she didn't give a flying fudge how she lost the ten pounds in one day. She didn't care. She was just happy she lost the ten pounds. So yeah. Nobody was, then, yeah. Right. Nobody was being hurt from it, so yeah. There mm. was. I just thought there was no reason to kill the poor fish taco. So. <laughs> I just. I tweeted. I, I tweeted y'all, and I said, I said basically they were large leeches. Is was my. Yeah, opinion. yeah. That's true. That's what they were. But then I was like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, and he's like, "We're gonna kill her." I'm like. Did you not sit there and listen to her whole story? She mm-hmm. even married a human, for God's sake. Right, right. Yeah. She wasn't hurting anybody. Her brother was, like, local crazy, but, you know, and resentful. He was so resentful. But it was him, not the sister. Don't kill the sister. And... <laughs> He's like, okay, we're going to kill her. But then I'm like, okay, well, um, you didn't kill 
uh, Garth. Right, right. You didn't kill that girl that accidentally got turned into a werewolf, you know. Right. In the episode. Yeah, that, think, you know, and all, all the way back to season two, um, he didn't kill. They didn't kill Lenore. So. Well, right. then Cass did. Cass toasted her. But. That um, just right on me. It, it reminded me that uh, okay, with the way Sam was acting, and then Dean said we're gonna kill her. It reminded me of like he was flashing back to Purgatory Dean. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, as as fantastic as tonight's podcast has been, um, and very long. And then long, it's getting late, but it's been a really terrific discussion, absolutely. We've loved the calls and the different perspectives, and this was quite an episode to discuss. Yeah, I'm still I'm still at work, and I have a half an hour drive to get home, and it's it's getting very late, and I'm, I'm oh really God. sorry. But we've, we will be podcasting again and hopefully get as much discussion going. So we really thank you for calling. And well, thanks for taking, thanks for staying late and taking my call. Oh no, no problem. And thanks for always seeing yeah. us. I really, you know, may not be able to answer them all, but we usually do see all of your all of your tweets. And so, thank you for tweeting us. Oh yeah, no, I yeah. don't expect to answer every time, but I'll think of something and I'll shoot it off. Like, what about this? You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't expect to answer every time because I know y'all are busy with your lives and everything. But I, I do. I love y'all's Twitter. You're the Twitter I go to for like you know the news. Well, if it ain't on there, I don't, I'm not listening to it. <laughs> so well, we we appreciate that. Thank you. So right. I appreciate y'all's page. So I guess. Mm, uh, oh. And just, like, a quick joke. I think I tweeted this to you. I want to know how big Snooki's Apple box was. Right, yeah, right. It had to be a ginormous one. <laughs> and what what made me laugh, what made me laugh so hard is at the beginning of the season, you know, they were doing interviews for, like, the network. And Jerry oh, said, yeah. What's the I want to go hunt a Snooki. Go down yeah. to Jersey and have a snooky, and Jensen's like, "What?" And he goes, "We're, we're gonna go hunt a snooky." And Jensen's laughing so hard he can't he can't talk. And then Snooky shows up, and I'm like, "Jared, you big troll!" <laughs> but, anyways, okay, I'll let you girls go because I know I'm rambling. Mm-hmm. Good talking to you, Monica. Thanks for calling. Yep, thanks thank for you. taking my call, and I'll listen to you guys, like, in, what, three weeks, two weeks? Just, yeah, the, right. week, the week of 25th. Oh, yep. when it, what, what is the, just real quick, what is the, uh, the, 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 the marathon thing you're doing? Uh, we did one last last month with TV Binges. <laughs> we did the SPN Binge. So we it was so success, successful, we decided to do one ourselves. And it's the SBNathon. You can go to our website 
and um, click, uh, we have it po- have it posted there, and it's all the information you need. So just go there and check it out. It tells you know how it works and what you need to do, and all the episodes we'll be watching. It's basically we'll all watch the same episodes um, that day, and everybody live tweets about it with the hashtag SPNathon. SPNathon. Okay, I'll probably join in on that. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Great. All right, All right, thank you. Thank you, girls. Thanks Bye, so Monica. much. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much. Good night. Thanks. All right, well, let's get off of here so you can get home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dinner time. <laughs> Dinner time. Well, uh, I thank everybody again. It was a fantastic podcast, a great way to go into hiatus, and we'll we'll be talking to everybody for the next new episode towards the end of the month and before that don't forget about our marathon and um girl power right female power women power girl power that's right women, celebrating celebrating the strong women in supernatural and you know just a reminder we only have a you know 8 hours 9 hours that day we don't have a, we you know unfortunately don't have enough time to celebrate every single awesome woman on the show but we tried to fit in as many as we can Yes. And it won't be our last marathon, so, you know, and the right. may come around again. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Vinny. Thank you, Becky. And thank you, everyone. And we'll talk to you real soon. Good night, everybody. Good night.